Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and happy Monday. I know it seems really weird getting all the gang together here to talk about Blue Jays baseball on a day where we would usually be doing a little bit more drinking because we're excited for the weekend that is to come in Blue Jays baseball. But as far as things goes, we're here on our new night. And Ken, Jason, it's finally good to have the whole gang back together for the first time in a couple of weeks, at least two, three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's funny how real life gets in the way of us talking about baseball. Yeah. I know, especially when you were like literally coaching baseball. And you would think this would be just like <laughs> too, too easy, yeah. right? Yeah, so, the last episode, I was coaching baseball. So that, that was another weird thing we had on the Thursday. There you go. There is that. So yeah. there you go, boys. So like I, as um, I made the joke here a few minutes ago, I got the Steve Weisers ready to go. <laughs> Game on. And to that point, the Blue Jays, unfortunately, might want to have a few extra beverages after this past weekend to start this road trip off that is going to continue them going through Miami as the game has already started this evening. And they don't get to come home until Friday. So it's this road trip just keeps going and going, unfortunately. And, you know, wasn't started very well in Baltimore as Jason and I, well, unfortunately went into detail last week, but Ken, thinking back in your memory, what are you thinking with the Orioles series and put a bow on that for us? (sighs) That's all I can say is, uh... (laughs) tell me your honest opinion. Yeah. We were, we were always talking about that. You know, we don't want perfection from the Jays. We just win a series, you know, after having that strong sweep of the Mets. We thought, okay, we're going to do okay. And then we've kind of lost almost every single series since then, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice that we're not we're not getting completely swept, but it goes along the lines. I'm like, okay, guys, there, there's some type of inconsistencies that's happening within the Jays. What, what are we going to do to try to get around that? Yeah, to your point, Kenny, that's three series losses now. We, we took it to the Mets, swept them. Can, uh, we're able to take the series against the Astros in Toronto. And since then, it's been, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> Jason, two. what are you thinking? Well, it's lose two, win one, lose two, win one, lose two, win one. Yeah. It looks like Right now it's lose three. So we lost the Twins, yeah. Orioles, and then the Rangers. So those three and right so now are intimidating. 
I, I'm finding it to be very frustrating. Um, last night's game, especially, um, you know, I watched it until uh, five nothing, and then I had, to, I had to turn it off for a bit, and then I came back to it. And um, my my dad and Happy Father's Day to everybody out there for yesterday. You know, Happy Father's Day, Father's Day. Um, and uh, my dad mentioned to me that um, that the Jays had lost, and I was like, No, what? I'm like, You sure you were watching the game from from the day before? He's like, no. And so flipped on uh, Jason 30 and uh, was like, was baffled to watch the pitching come unglued. Um, And I think like we've said before, Craig, like, I mean, it's, it's, uh, um, it seems to be simple mistakes that um, are, are, are just crushing the Jays right now. Um, They're hitting the ball fine. um, But I mean, pitching and little errors are, are just absolutely killing them. And apparently, yeah. and to that point, I don't know if you happen to see the actual, you know, description in tonight's show or anything like that, as uh, we just lost the internet connection with Kenny. Um, we actually outscored the Orioles and the, and the Texas Rangers over the last week. As far as you look at the runs scored to the runs allowed this past week, we outscored the Orioles Texas series is 38 to 32 yeah yeah i mean i get get that that's really close it's only a you know six differential (laughs) yeah but But they're leaving too many guys on and the the pitching that's coming in like i I don't know what's wrong with simber right now um he is struggling mightily and the other thing is the other relievers aren't helping themselves by throwing 87 mile an hour fastballs right down main street like the locations are bad Uh, just, <laughs> just might as well, you know, pack it up. It's, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting to me to see, you know, Vladdy struggling and, you know, like just parts of the team where you're always so confident in them, they're, they're, they're struggling and it's, it's going to happen. I mean, it's not like they're going to go, you know, have a, have a, a no loss season. It's just when you see stuff, just handing it over to the other team and being like, you know, just here you go, have another win. We don't feel like working hard enough to make this happen. Um, and then you've got, you know, you've got a guy like like Springer who's, you know, who's working his ass off and Varsho's working his ass off and Whit Merrifield won't give up. And it, it's kind of disappointing in some cases to to watch these other guys just sort of move, move around the field and, you know, and not, not have full heart going on. And I don't know if it's exactly a full heart situation, but the fact that it's just getting to the point of, oh my God, what the hell's going on kind of level of things. You know, you had, to your point, watching last night's game was like watching two different ball games. You jump out five to nothing. Everything is going well. Balls are going to the way where they need to. Finding outs, hitting home runs, everything. And then to watch it do a complete inverse to that and flip everything around is slightly crazy it's, and it's, to that oof. point it's happened twice in the last week and yeah. this is how they they opened up the series against baltimore getting completely annihilated and then they turn around and do the same thing to kick off or that to finalize the series against the texas rangers and like i said it's it's a gut punch that's honestly yeah. what i could have titled tonight's show is gut punch and i think everybody else would have been completely understanding what i was getting at but yeah to that point the last night, I think, was perfect example, you know, of what has been going wrong with the Toronto Blue Jays. The offense finally got going, and then the bullpen just couldn't hold it. And even to that point, the starting pitching couldn't hold it. No, yeah. so I mean, that's, that's, just been that's two rough starts for Bassett. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Bass has had the last couple of starts with Baltimore and then, of course, yesterday with the Rangers. But, yeah, like just to echo your sentiments, it's like watching the game yesterday, we're like, okay, you're on cloud nine. We're, we're hitting on all cylinders. So yesterday's game was obviously not due to offense. Obviously, we had some struggles in the previous few games with the offense, but pitching totally let us down yesterday. From And I'm noticing it's either the starting pitcher struggles or the bullpen struggles, or in yesterday's case, both the pit all pitching yesterday seemed to be struggling. Yeah. Having a few errors didn't help dust that into it. Just it turned into a good start to a game to very all of a sudden looking sloppy, to your point, Jason. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like like Vladdy overplaying that ball and just making a really bad decision to try and throw that thing to a place where he's probably not going to get the out anyway. Like, I mean, it's it's things like that where you're you, you know, it, it just gets so unbelievably frustrating to watch sometimes that you know you just you just gotta give your head a shake and and be like okay you're a pro like you know better than to throw that thing from the angle you're on and where you're trying to go and you know then vladdy's wearing it and he's normally pretty good for being able to let it you know water off a duck's back or you know be a goldfish or whatever whatever you want to use um but it's one of those things where where he then started to drag things down. I felt like he was the cat. That error was the catalyst last night that started them coming unglued. And it's like you guys said, it's hard to watch. And the, I think the hard part for me is watching a guy like Springer or watching a guy like Whit Merrifield, who they're both just, they're giving it everything they got right now. And yeah, the, they're playing the really great right now. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on those guys being playing really well, but surprisingly in the midst of that game with yesterday, with all the, all the issues that we had two guys I've been putting on the spot over the last few weeks were actually guys that did well out of the bullpen. And I only point to Jimmy Garcia and Very I don't know what Mitch white is doing at the major league level, but to that point found a way to write the ship near the end of the game. And yeah. I can't say gave them a chance to win because the offense had already checked out i think by that point mentally but i don't know it is what it is but to that point right now there is some serious retooling that needs to go on and re-rolling or whatever it is at this point in that bull blue jay bullpen because yes chris bassett's had two bad outings but at the end of the day chris bassett is up and down i'm not worried about chris bassett We've already seen it in his 10 years as a Blue Jay fan. He's like a couple of good starts, then stinker. A couple of good starts, stinker. Uh, okay, he's happened to have two in a row, so maybe he has like a just disgustingly amazing month of July. I, <laughs> you know, I have no idea. So Undefeated. That's what I'm Undefeated right now. July. <laughs> so maybe the Blue – and but right now the fact is the Blue Jays are on the wrong side of a road trip here, like I said, with losing it to the Twins. We have only won – three games over the last 10 games yeah and it's i mean you know normally one of the things you always say to to people is that you know if you're a 300 hitter you make it into the hall of fame but if you're a 300 if you're if you're only (laughs) winning at 30 percent, you're not going to make it into the playoffs so i mean it's not the same translation (laughs) no i feel like i feel like you know the offense is going to be able to keep them and this is what was happening a couple of months ago when they were doing well is the offense was carrying defense was good enough and the pitching yeah. was the same and yeah. you know kikuchi and barrios have have really carried um gosman had a bit of a hiccup but i mean we have to give him a break i mean the guy's been he can't be perfect to, yeah he's been pretty damn close to it yeah <laughs> so, like he's oh boy <laughs> it's guys like simber though and 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 guys that are coming out of the pen i mean they have to seriously be considering 
whether they're going to be pitching at the major league level for much longer. Um, and that's a hard thing to say because I, you know, I happen to like Adam Simber. I, I, I think that, I think that he's, he's always been a, a good piece of the Jays, you know, lineup and he's a very hard hit. Like it's uh, that submarine is a very hard ball to hit. Like, I don't know if you ever had anyone throw one at you. It's ridiculous. It's different look. But yeah. it is, and that's what always went well for him is he's the different look in that bullpen. He can't seem to break 90 right now. And, and he's yeah. not playing the break plate 90. all the time either. Yeah, and you, it's basically just throwing the ball in underhand. Like, yeah. these guys are squaring him up like they're, they're in BP. And yeah. you can't do that at the major league level. Yeah. You can't unless you have the best fielders or you play in the polo grounds. Or, or you, you are the best it. locating person of all right. time. I right. put I look at Mark Burley when he was Mark Burley, you know, or to that point, Greg Maddox is one of the best yep. pitchers in baseball yep. history and didn't really ever throw the ball barely over 90. Yep. He just was yeah. he could pinpoint locate. And I think even to that point, Simber was really good at that. And he was steady. It's he was a, very steady. It's amazing what an injury will do to throw somebody out of their norm. And I don't think he's fully back from that injury. yet. That's what I was about to ask. Actually, that's what I was about to mention is that he just came back from injury. Something. Okay. Maybe a game or two. Okay. I'll just get, get his feet wet again. But I think ever since he got, when did he get back from injury? A couple weeks ago. He's just been getting, he's just been getting like beat up ever since he got back. So it's like every time they put him on the field, I don't know when the last time he had no hits or no runs. Yeah, he's on the ropes right now. And the problem is right now the Blue Jays bullpen is not in the being able to pick each other up state that it once no, was. And right now the problem is they you don't just have Simber having issues. I'd mentioned Jimmy Garcia until his outing yesterday was looking really, really rough to the point where me and many Blue Jays fans, I think you guys would agree, I was getting very scared of watching him come out actually in any kind of leverage, which was like why I was saying just let Nate Pearson run with it. At this I point, it's like the same warming thing. up. <laughs> and and <laughs> it's exactly the, it. It flashed to the bullpen and he was warming up. I was like, God damn it. Here we go. <laughs> yes. God. And to that point, I think you two have hold, heard me say it a few times here that um, Jimmy Garcia is the modern day equivalent to Blue Jays fans. If you call, recall Jason Frazier, yeah. he's going to come in. He's going to allow a couple walks. He might give up a hit, but he usually would find his way out of it. Right now, you're finding the flip of that where he's been digging the hole and haven't been able to climb out, yeah. which might as well be a sum, summary for the Blue Jays' current bullpen status. Um, because right now, I can't say any of them outside of even Romano's had some ups and downs of late. They're all having a really rough go at it. And to that point, we talked about getting that catalyst and trying to find somebody. I think there is nowhere else you can look currently to help this Blue Jays team better than helping the bullpen. Yeah. And like I said, I don't care what fashion that takes. It could be called the right minor league guy. I don't know if you saw that, but Trent Thornton was is coming back up. To I don't know if he's there yet. Um, he was they haven't announced the counteract move, correct, Jason? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the Bowen Francis, right? Oh, did they say Bowen Francis went down after yesterday? Yeah, right after, okay. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that doesn't Kirk shock hit, me, unfortunately. No. As much as I was Kirk starting to like hurt. Bowen Francis. Um, Kirk got hurt yesterday, um, squeezed his that, – that pitch looked awful. Yeah. I think I saw that. That hurts. Um, when you get hit in the hand and it blows the side of your hand open, that's uh, that's pretty grisly. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, I, I, like, I like Thornton. I like to see him coming up, but – I feel like exactly what you were talking about. They need to give Nate Pearson some more runway. Like they need to, to, to allow him to start throwing more innings. The kid is just throwing gas right now. 
and yeah. let him. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose, you might as well lose giving this kid some the experience that he needs at this point right now. He Which needs- I think would be the perfect way of summarizing up yesterday's game because the thing was starting to go awry, and yeah. they threw in Pearson. He was unfortunately the one that was saddled. Excuse yeah. me, quickly with three runs. <laughs> Didn't you remember, uh, Craig? I think it's a couple a couple episodes ago. We were saying that, okay, Nate Pearson, just do that one inning. Don't. And when we talked about people's, like, should we get him longer? You're like, no, just let no. him do the, just get him three. <laughs> and now we're thinking about giving him some more reps. But I think at the end of the day, yeah, because remember you mentioned before, like no one ever gives credit to the setup guys. It's always either the, the starter or the closer, right? Yeah. So the way how they're going to transition Pearson. Is he meant to be a closer, or do you think he's actually going to be a starter? I, I don't know too I would, much about him. So to that point, I don't think he's a starter anymore, personally. Jason, he I was. He was touted as being, you know, the next, the next great, the next great pitcher. Um, <laughs> and he had some issues. He had some arm issues. Had some control issues. Um, I feel like what he gives you is he gives you the opportunity to have a really good setup guy for Jordan Romano. Um, you know, they both throw very hard. And in some cases, you're going to want somebody who throws a little bit softer. Then you go to Romano, and then it seems even faster when he's when he's throwing. But um, I feel like Pearson has enough control now, and he's dancing like somewhere in the 25-mile-an-hour difference between off-speed stuff and, and full and full fastball, which is gross. He's just obnoxious. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Like it, you might as well just like just stand there and watch them go by you. But it, you know, it's the nice thing for the Jays is I think that that option is going to present itself down the road. But what they need Nate to do right now is they need Nate to come in in the fourth inning when their starter struggling and get them through to seven. Right? Like, like no more, just put them in for an inning. And I feel like they rely on Garcia and a few of these other guys to do that. Oh, we're only going to put him in for an inning, and then they they can't. They're in deep water. They, they get they get right. dragged out, and they can't they can't get back. And the defense is trying to do what they can do, but I mean, you can't stop a home run. Like, what are they no. going to do? Get on each other's backs and try and catch it from going over the wall? Like, uh, just watching yesterday and watching the the one homer go, you just see the whole outfield. As soon as it's hit, they all just drop their shoulders. Like. Quit throwing it down the middle. Like walk them, do anything but give them that tater to to, to yeah. eat. Um, and to that point, I think that's the exact problem with what's going on with Chris Bassett lately. He earlier those good starts, he's missing out of the zone. Today, the right. la- yesterday, case in point, is missing right over the middle of the plate, which tuned into three home runs. Right, and it's <laughs> it, you know there's a lot. Like I was saying, there's a lot of things you can do. One of the things that we teach the kids is you know it's it's not super important to go up and try and hit a home run all the time but yeah. if the pitcher is going to give you the opportunity to do it you know like like take your opportunities when you can don't drive that ball down the line do that when you've got a runner on second and it's a 1-1 game but if he's going to if he's going to light up you know just right down main street then you know it, it's 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 too easy it's too easy for these guys like they're 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 too good yeah. So let me put it this way, because this is where we get fun with numbers and, you know, real math. Right. So I'm looking at the Toronto Blue Jays pitching stats for the last 15 days. So basically covering what would be two starts or basically since being screwed since leaving the new leaving Queens when we were playing the Mets. Right. So just to put that in perspective, that's two starts for Chris Bassett now in that time frame. 
he has a 333 opponent's batting average in that time frame. So that's not helping. Wow. He somehow got through in those three starts, 14.2 thirds innings, which doesn't seem like a lot for three starts because it's not. Right. Um, and that's what happens when you get lit up twice in the you know course of 15 days. But he's given up 22 hits in that time frame. So that hurts. But then you, okay, great. So when you talk about this, where do you go next? Okay, I'm looking at the bullpen, right? The bullpen, the quote-unquote most hits given up over the last 15 days were Bassett, Kevin Gossman, who did have a, a lump in the midst of his uh, most recent of outings, and then Adam Simber in four and two-thirds innings, guys. He's given up 10 hits. Yeah, and that's not inc- not including uh, – oh, sorry, I take that back. That's two home runs, Not, and I thought it was walks. Oh, boy. So it's not good. Yeah. No. And then you look just a little bit further down that list, Jimmy Garcia, same amount of hits, but he has a whole other inning under his belt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you look at Bowden Francis is the next guy with seven um, – yeah, with seven hits and in seven innings. I guess that's a little respectable. I, I'd say he really got inflated during that one outing and then yesterday. Um, but then you start even like – we know Nate Pearson just had a stinker, and he's only you know giving up the three runs on three hits. That's bad luck. Yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah. that's not anything. And then here's the point that I wanted to chit chat with you about: what recently in Blue Jays starting pitching ha- has happened that has rocked this rotation just a little bit, and bullpen for that matter. Alec Manoa, not I was being. About to, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say Manoa. I was like, well, that's he's the only other piece from the starter that's not there anymore. So. So did, one of our did he best... bring something to the did he bring something to the to the pitching staff like because I know he's a starter but enough innings to eat up a little bit I guess I don't know but uh, from just to, for all Blue Jays fans uh, the quote unquote first good reports from Deneen from his simulating and working on some of his mechanics is he's progressing as we expected I guess you can take that I don't <laughs> know what that you means. Want. What do you mean? <laughs> What are we expecting him to do, right? I know we're expecting so him to be. I would expect MVP him to improve, would be <laughs> a, a good step in the uh, right direction there. Um, but in the midst of that, so like I said, you all of a sudden had a whole of innings that you had to make up at the starting pitching level. The person that has slid into that role, and by the way, very well for that matter, has been Trevor Richards. Yeah. And he's been looking very good as the quote unquote lawn man for an opener um, to that point over those, uh, you know, innings that I had mentioned, he's got eight innings and the, you know, the outing that he actually gotten dinged with wasn't one of the two games he started. So he's given up five earned runs in the last, you know, like I said, 15 days. But when you look at what was really his last two starts, um, he's given up only three hits yeah. <laughs> in six innings. Yeah. So it's it's interesting <laughs> because I find him to be a, a a bit of an odd duck. He he seems really self-deprecating when he's on the mound, even <laughs> when he's pitching well. Like he looks like somebody just walked up and was, "Hey, your dog just died," and then he's like, "Hmm, now I have to pitch." <laughs> like I don't know what it is about him. He's just not a cheery fella, I guess. But yeah, he's looked great. Um, my kids love making fun of his gray hair or silver hair. Yeah. Um, Silver Street, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting when guys step up when other guys aren't. Um, but that's what a baseball season is all about: is is how do you get through it? How do you mitigate these right. these highs and lows? And I mean, 
you know, we're kind of nitpicking right now on, on some things, but there are some glaring things that the Jays really do need to address. And I know, you know, Craig, we were sort of talking before we, we you know, got, came on today. Um, I was, I, you know, like the, the Twitter verse is such a joke. It's, it's hilarious. And, and I, I don't know if you guys listen to 32 Thoughts with Elliot Freeman. And um, uh, it's a really good hockey podcast. Uh, Elliot Friedman is a, a, a brilliant hockey mind, brilliant sports mind, just a great overall cool dude. And he, I was listening to it and he was like, you know, I made the mistake of turning my Twitter on for 30 seconds this, this weekend and it ruined my whole day. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. But just to be this person, you could find people on Twitter that didn't like the Jose Bautista home run and that were, you know, bat flipping and they're Blue Jays fans. So, <laughs> so you can find I mean, an inverse to any opinion you ever want on Twitter verse. <laughs> so. I feel like the Jays have to kind of sort of hunt. They, they like, I mean, it, I, we talked about this last week, like Liam Hendricks is out there and the White Sox apparently want to deal him. It's just, what do they need? Like, I know that that we've got a few bargaining chips. We've got some, certainly got some guys at the lower levels right now that are making a lot of noise and they do come with the availability of, of you possibly being able to get a reliever for a prospect. And that's not an unheard of thing. It just depends on what they're looking for. I mean, at the Vancouver Canadians level, they're a very good team right now. They have a lot of prospects that have, have a lot, you know, have the ability probably to be moved. Um, I know the Buffalo team in Buffalo is solid. They've got lots of good prospects. So, you know, maybe that's the route that they have to take over the next couple of weeks here is, is start to look to, to bolster the, because I think they were counting on their own, their own bullpen to do it and their own backup to do it. And it's not happening. So yeah. I, you know, I can't say there's a ton of help down in Buffalo for the bullpen would be. The no, there is. So on that point, you, you talk about having to improve your team. You, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Mr. Alliance. But um, to that point, I think the Blue Jays might actually be inadvertently showcasing one of those trade pieces this week. And the reason I'm wearing this Lug Nuts shirt is because Spencer Horowitz did get promoted. And he and was he one of the last Blue Jays. Yes, and he did. He first was one of the last AD Blue Jays that got to wear a Lug Nuts shirt because they're how no longer cool. affiliated with Blue Jays. Oh, oh, how, just as an aside, how cool is yeah. it that this guy gets his first shot on Father's Day, and his dad is there. Because I was going to say, his dad was actually at the game. He's from Austin. Yeah. He's from Austin, Texas. So That was like too know, perfect. Arlington <laughs> is is a thousand miles away. I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. been to Texas, but Arlington is like, that stadium is out in the middle of nowhere, and nowhere yeah. around anything. So um, it's nice. Well, the new one's like actually right next to the Jerry Dome, by the way. So oh, right. it's down. Right. It's so you're thinking the, the ballpark, yeah, at Arlington. the ballpark, it's not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the, the, the grill box, I mean, global life field is, <laughs> is, is close to the, what the Dallas Cowboys play football. That's so. right. That's right. That's right. Um, um but cool story but to that point, I'd been to the Arlington and I was honestly shocked that they actually, you know, got rid of that ballpark. Other than the fact that it was outside in the middle of Texas summers, uh-huh. that was about the only gripe I could say I had for being at the ballpark that day. It was a great so, ballpark. It was a fun ballpark. Thoroughly enjoyed um, it. Great food. Um, I watched the Yankees and Rangers play a number of years ago, and uh, um, you know, entertainment for value was good. I think I feel like I made ten bucks for a home run seat. And yeah, um, did you get the mile on chili slash? Steak, cheese, slash, whatever the hell, hot dog, hurricane that they I feel, have. I feel like I did. I feel I like that's not the kind of thing I would turn down. 
Um, I, I, I like to stare, <laughs> yeah, I like to stare food challenges right in the right in the old fat face and be like, get in my mouth. So yeah, if there was something <laughs> I like what that, the I'd hell they call it. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it and see just for baseball fans and enthusiasts here. Well, don't they have is, don't, don't, uh, and don't they have the, the yardstick? Isn't that one of the things that they have in Texas as well? It's called the boomstick. The boomstick. Okay. Two foot long hot dog smothered in chili and cheese and your favorite other ballpark uh, accoutrements, basically. It's jalapeno, cheese, sauce, onions, chili. I'd eat one beans. right now. Literally, I'd eat one right now. It's I just like, had dinner and I want one. See, you know? it's 4.30 right? here, so I'm starving, and now you're talking about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's two-thirds of a meter? Because that's how long this is. <laughs> did you guys, as a complete, as a complete not talking about baseball, but did you guys see the thing on the weekend where – um, there was a bunch of, of people from the UK making fun of, of US, um, the US not uh, adopting the metric system. Oh, and so there's all standard. these like, like funny little quips about it. And then this one dude just said, if, you, if you're so tough, come within three whales of me and say that. And <laughs> I lost my mind. It, like, you know, when somebody just wins the internet for a day, like he just yes. pulled up your laptop. And here's your trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Brilliant. There Anyways. It is. Yeah. So, but no, that's fun stuff. But that's, that's the reason we all go to the ballpark at the end of the day is to be able to, you know, indulge and be fat and drink beer and be merry and hopefully enjoy the home team or our team win some ball games. Yeah. So let's talk back to where we were going. <laughs> Do you think that Trevor Richards moving from the bullpen being a stable piece of the bullpen to that opening role currently is hurting the Toronto Blue Jays? I don't think hurting. Um, it's it's that, not that's helping. An, that's an interesting <laughs> way to put it, though. Yeah, because it isn't helping. Um, hmm. it, it still ends up turning into the same problem, though. Yeah. Who fills those innings in the role that was the rotation spot for Alec Manoa? And right now, I can't say you're going to truck Matt Mitch White out there. No, um, I hope not. You know, although that worked out good for an inning and two thirds yesterday, but you know, who knows? What's going on, what's going on with Jay Jackson? I think is he not? Uh, he's on the forty man, right? Could, I think he's trying to go down in Buffalo down, right now. Yes, and yes. Okay, he's struck because of the flopping options. He yeah. had a bad uh, uh, outing in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago, and then I guess he had a really good one. Um, okay. So, I mean, he's not, I don't think he's stable enough to count on. Um, I feel like the Jays have either got to take a chance on somebody in Buffalo, a younger, I would go with a younger arm, I would think. Um, or like I said, like we said, we have to make a trade. Um, I was going to suggest that maybe a trade might be I don't something think there's to look into. I think, I don't think long-term that that's out of the question. I think they have to add to this bullpen because, and I, and the other fun part about this whole thing is we've said it on this t- show a few times that you're going to get Hyunjin Ryu and you're going to get Chad's uh, yeah. Chad uh, Smith at some point. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm blanking that name, uh, but anyways, you're, you're going to get one or one or two or both of them around the same time. The word right now is all-star break, which is mid July. And is that going to be enough, though, or is that already too late is my current question, and you still don't know what you're going to get. You could get one of them that's going to come out looking like Jordan Romano, or you could get somebody that's going to look like what we've been talking about here with all these other throw-in pieces. Yeah, They're both retar- returning from surgery. You don't 
know what you're going to get. I'd love to have them joining this collective of everything going on, but then go grab somebody in the Liam Hendricks ballpark or whatever. And just, if, you, if this is truly a win now team, you have to trade somebody. Ah. And like I said, I have a, I, like I said, I, as much as I actually really like Spencer Horowitz, I think he's probably on that short list of the, Hey, these are the guys we would like to trade because right now I'm sorry. He's a first baseman. We have a first baseman that is clearly not going anywhere, <laughs> you know, and yeah. Vlad jr. Um, so you talk about a guy that's expendable ish, unless you are planning on him being a DH or spelling a guy in left field over the next couple of years, which he can do, but his core position is playing first base. You trade somebody like him with a couple of other younger guys. So the White Sox in this example get somebody like Spencer Horowitz that's major league-ish ready, and then a couple of throw-in guys to take a wild card on. It's pretty good for our rental. Yeah. Because Liam Hendricks is also in the last year of his career with the White Sox, I believe, too. He is. And it's interesting because I just thought it would be interesting to sort of have a look at uh, available um, um, pitchers. So guys who are going to be – yeah, well, they're going to be free agents in 2024. So after this yeah. season, they'll be a free agent. Liam Hendricks is definitely the top of the, the relief pile. Um, Josh Hader is another one that I know has been spoken about, like the Jays even had some, you know, uh, conversations about it this summer. Um, but over the last week, the Padres looked like a baseball team again, too. So right, I doubt they're right. trading him. <laughs> you know, and then um, the, another to bring back another I mean, if we're just solely going to talk about old Jays, Aaron Loop is actually having a pretty decent year. Um, the Angels aren't know. going anywhere because they're going to waste another year of Mike Trout and Shoei Tani together. Right. <laughs> and, and then, of course, there's the if you're looking to fill the Stroman hole, like if, or sorry, the, the Manoa hole, maybe you look at Marcus Stroman. I mean, he wants to come me. back to Toronto. He's he does. multiple times. Really? He's having he a great year in New York. Why? Uh, you mean Chicago. Chicago, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> the, why wouldn't that become a consideration? Um, just, I mean, at this point right now, I wouldn't throw any bad idea. The only ideas that, you know, the only things I think you would discuss as the Jays right now is who are your untouchables? And your untouchables, like I was reading uh, Twitter again today, and, yeah. you know, like the amount of people that are talking about trading Bobachet and trading George Springer. Like, I mean, come on, people. Like, just give your head a shake for a minute and think about the crap that's coming out of your mouth. Like, <laughs> really? Like, Bobochet right now, is there a better shortstop? I'm, he's the best he, player on the team. He's, yeah, he's there's unbelievable. That. And then yeah. you've got George Springer, who has managed to stay healthy all year, let's talk about, other than the fact that he had, what, some weird infection. But he's, he's and and play, not play, having to rely on him in center field has been great. Yeah. He he looks he's great. What George Springer needs to do now, period. And there's and no, no one's going to take that. his deal anyways. The J, I mean, and that's, that's the a other. massive deal. No one's going to take that that kind of money on for George Springer. He's a J forever. Just so, I want to dive into that Marcus Stroman thing just a little bit here because we're halfway through the show. And if you want to talk Twitterverse toxicity and bipolarisms and all that kind of stuff. You can look to one person in Blue Jay fandom in history that is more polarizing than Marcus Stroman. 
There's people that love them. There's people that hate them. And there's really nobody in the middle. It's <laughs> one or the other. And to that point, there's many a multitudes of reasons why. And I'm not. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm going to go into the money and multitudes of reasons why. But right now, he's playing for the Chicago Cubs that are 33-38. and 38. So they're the exact opposite record of the Blue Jays, basically, at this point. So how do the Cubs get better in the, in the short term here? You know, they're, you, they need to find some way of doing that. And right now you would say that they're probably most tradable asset at probably to where you were going, Jason. Record high at the current moment would be Marcus Stroman. Catch is he has two years on his current contract left. Oh, wait, sorry, I say that. I take that back. He has a player option for next year for a mere $21 million. <laughs> And he's owed $25 million this season. The buyout for that $21 million contract, if they choose, if Marcus Stroman for some reason decides just to say, peace, I'm out of here, is I'm assuming not, not small. I know it's a player option, but usually there's some kind of a trade off in that, that he gets something out of opting yeah. out. Hunjin Ryu's contract's coming up too. And I I mean, he's making a ton of money. Like, I mean, I feel like there's going to be some flexibility come 2024 about, um, you know, about having some extra money lying around. I mean, yeah. they, they, they've pretty much signed everybody they need to sign. I mean, I wouldn't mind having them sign with Merrifield for, you know, if they were to give him a small extension or even just try and lock him up for a few extra years. I do think... Um, you know, he's potentially a face of the franchise and, and, uh, you know, people are starting to really figure out that this is a pretty cool kid. Um, But like, when you look at the Cubs, I mean, the Cubs have Chris Morrell and that is basically 
it. I mean, yeah. how they've even gotten to 33 wins is about is is stunning to me. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, they well, need to that help. point, it's amazing what a year makes difference because even Patrick Wisdom was hitting his body weight last year, and he's a big boy at first base. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so. like Dansby Swanson has been a, a, a total dud. Um, I mean, I guess he's. He is hitting two set. Oh, what's he hitting? Two seventy three. Oh, two sixty four. I'd so, say he's doing Dansby Swanson, not career year last year. Dansby Swanson. Right. Right. Oh, <laughs> update. Do do we have the breaking news? It looks like Which the Marlins is. hit a home run. Would be my guess. Yeah, I was going to say we're yeah. down by two. I believe three. Well, three you, buzz. Is it now three. Three, now. three oh, buzz and that's a whole other talk on who uh, hit the first home run there. So I don't want to bury the lead here. And I want to talk out Stroman. <laughs> <laughs> the um, fun with Stroman is I, I'm just curious in taking a vote here in, you know, just our small little group here, because we would have a quote unquote victor in that vote, seeing we only have three of us. Regardless of what it sent back, would the two of you guys trade for Marcus Stroman right now? I'm a yes. Which is your, you're asking, would we trade for Marcus Stroman? Is that the question? Yep, regardless of right now, you're the guess, GM. I'm assuming you're training minor league guys for Marcus Stroman, because in this case, the Blue Jays would be eating a pile of money. I'd be very shocked that it wouldn't be anything more than minor league players going back the other direction. Um, what are you thinking, Kenny? You're able to grab uh, yeah. Marcus Stroman for minor league players? I think so at this point. Just, just to try to infuse something going on, because because something's not working right now. Like We, we should not be losing these series. And we seem to be losing it, and we need to stop the uh, need to stop the stop the bleeding now, right? Because this would be horrible to happen if it was really close to the playoff season. So, and I, I mean, as much as a as much of a lightning rod as Strowman is, I mean, when he's positive on the side of that lightning rod, he's very, very, very good for the Jays, and he always was. You know, he's Gregorious. He's he's he he wants the spotlight. He owns his losses, like. That's the kind of guy like where I felt like Manoa was getting a little bit like like he he, he didn't even though he wasn't he, yeah he wasn't you know pitching the worst he's ever pitched but he was having trouble and it wasn't you know he he wasn't in a good headspace where Marcus Stroman will go out and lay an egg and the the press is just like around the 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 thing like okay like this is going to be a glorious interview and Marcus is going to lay it on himself. And he would. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you the, want that, that part I never have a problem with. My worry yeah, is in the midst so, of the current climate in our locker room, we've talked about this on a couple of shows, and this is where I'm quote unquote on the fence right now. I wouldn't know what I would do in this situation. It would probably, in my opinion, depend on what I'm really giving up over the, you know, the Meyer leagues to push me in one way or the other. But you can't say things are going on chemistry wise perfectly in our locker room right now. And then you're going to throw something like you said to your point, And I quote lightning rod yeah. <laughs> in there. Is that the right way to fix it to where I was saying with the, how it bipolarizes blue Jay fandom, it could be amazing or it could be screwed. I don't give you anything in between. <laughs> so and I mean, that would be my question with the blue Jays sort of like the, the expectation to win this year. And you know, making moves to try and make that happen, like not not sitting on Gabby Moreno, going with Dal yeah. Dalton Varsho, trying to win now. Um, and, you know, like you were saying earlier, like, sure, you know, everybody in, in Blue Jay fandom is, is you know, pissing and moaning about, about that trade. I mean, 
I still haven't seen the like Gabby Moreno is he's doing okay. He he's not crushing it. Um, I don't. He's know learning at the major league level and showing that he can do it. Is the yeah. He did struggle a lot at the start. Sticking with Blue Jays fans. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's kind of like we keep you know we keep sort of saying it's it's a long season, and until we sort of get into the 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 time where we're looking at how many games back are we, and who's in the lead, like. Yeah. The, that lead dog is going to change five or six times between now and August, you know, like whether it's Tampa, whether it's the Yankees, whether it's possibly the Jays, it's going to jump around all over the place yeah. and it'll get to a point sort of in August where we're looking at this and you can sort of see, okay, you know, Baltimore is already at a hundred wins or whatever, whatever the number is. Yeah. We know that they're perennially going to be the leader. Have So now we're looking at wild cards. Now we're looking over here. Now we're trying to do this. And so that's where the rubber needs really needs to meet the road when you can have a guy like Marcus Stroman around and start running him out there and really starting to, to charge up the, you know, the Jays fans and, and the buildings and, you know, go on the road and just, you know, do the Steve Austin salute in the middle of the field. Like he just doesn't <laughs> care. And Manoa <laughs> gave us that Manoa gave us the, you know, come across the Audi sign and I'll knock your teeth in. We don't have that from anybody else. Like Gosman's not going to be like, hey, I, I will, you know, it's just not going to happen. So I think Gosman might do a little something else with you because it just looks like that kind of character. <laughs> but that's besides the point. <laughs> so that must be a secret no, power there, Craig. From. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, you know, sense. I think the, the the big thing going into to you know sort of those the into August is going to be how well did we keep ourselves together? I was listening today. Um, one of the reasons I feel like the uh, Golden Knights just steamrolled through the last part of the at the Stanley Cup Finals is they were healthy. They 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 sat guys. They managed well. They came into the playoffs with a goalie who who hadn't played in two months. Basically, um, you know, like he was rested. He's not. You know, they're not going in there with with uh, with Connor Hellebuck, who's played every game for the Jets and is dying like he needs a day off worse than anybody and then like how do the jets get knocked out in the first round well it's easy dumb dumb you just ran your goalie <laughs> out for you know 80 of 86 games and then you expected him to perform in the hardest month of the of the season where you could be sitting him against the canucks or against the the coyotes or who cares who it is but if the jays are smart and if the Jays can take advantage right now of maybe picking somebody up whose value is low based on their team's not doing very well, they've already kind of said, ah, we're not going to make it. We're, you know, we're already under the Mendoza line and, you know, we're not going to do it. So yeah. maybe Liam Hendricks is that, that nice, easy piece to pick up. Or, you know, there's a few other guys out there that the Jays might be able to dangle some, some uh, carrots that, that normally might not get the trade back for them. But because we're in the part of the year we're in, you might be able to snipe a few. There's a couple of guys that would be interesting starting pitchers on this list too, outside of Stroman, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> I, to that point, I, I, I do think that my, the, the pleasant problem is, if, let's say you do trade Stroman. I think the Cubs are going to trade him. I really don't think there's any question in that fact, and it's because of the opt-out and all the horrible press <laughs> that there has gone along with the fact that Marcus basically signed that contract and then said, you know what? San Francisco looked like it might've been a better place for me. 
That was literally what he said after yep. five minutes of being, you know, signing and inking the paper with um, the Chicago Cubs. I would say, hey, you know what? I might have been happier in San Francisco. Happened in spring training last year. <laughs> so yep. lightning uh, rod. I think. The, yeah, and to that point, I don't. I think the Cubs know that, and they're like, you know what? Fine. You know, maybe we should. I really would be surprised if they think it at all. And he's going to opt out. That would be very shocking to me that he's wearing a Chicago Cub uniform to end this season. On that other flip side of that, I'm only going to point to within our own freaking division, boys, the who will gladly take Marcus Stroman. And I only look at Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are Although going to trade for a starting pitcher come trade deadline and probably sooner than later because that's the if you're looking at the one weakness that the Baltimore Orioles have. It is their starting pitching. Yeah. And the only reason it hasn't been noticed is because they have the be- one of the best bullpens in Major League Baseball. Yeah. And they get they hit. They hit oh, they hit, they hit, and they hit, and they hit, right? They right. put three up, we're gonna put five up. They just, you know, and, and like you said, their relievers are unbelievable. Like once you get past the starter, you're not getting another run up. You know, yeah. if you're that lucky. Canoe kid and that Batista guy in the back end of that bullpen are just literally throwing nothing but hundred mile an hour bullets with 90 mile an hour sliders that have crazy break (laughs) so it's not happening there's a reason that the two of them have been in the mlb the show freaking player of the month cards in the that game mode all year so far there hasn't there's been a reliever in the that from the baltimore orioles out of like best five relievers each month so far in the baseball season so i know it's only been two months but (laughs) it is what it is um but regardless of that fact so i i really would be if it's the flip of that to be able to just keep the Orioles from getting that, what's the worst case scenario that Manoa continues to struggle down at the minor league level right now to get back to Alec Manoa. And then we get some level of him being confident and can come back to the bullpen and then come back in the next season when Stroman might not be around to take his spot back. Yeah. There's something in the aggregate aggregate there that helps with this team win. And to your point, you're training prospects and throwing money at it. And prospects, the beautiful thing about prospects is you never really know nope. how they're going to turn out. And there's a whole tree full of them out back. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's the best part about prospects. And, and they keep know, coming. Yeah. The, the, the Major League drafts in July now. I didn't yeah. notice that. I thought it was this week. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty crazy when you, and I, the, the, um, the College World Series is on this week. If you want to see some amazing baseball, holy God, are those guys good. Yep. Um, which is part of the reason why they moved the draft back to where it is by the way yeah yeah so um but it's so, you know it's there are no shortage of bodies and you know you're gonna win some of those and you're gonna lose some of those and you know a team like chicago right now i mean both chicagos could probably benefit from having a, a sort of a an unknown come up and, and let them have a shot i mean they've lost chicago white Sox have lost two or three of their best in the last year and the cubs even though they added they I don't know if it's a chemistry issue or what it is, but they're not, they're not what they were supposed to be. I'm thinking there's a chemistry issue and I'm going to point to exactly what I think all of us saw when the Blue Jays happened to be playing the Chicago White Sox in Toronto. You remember that play where the Louis, Luis Robert and uh, crap, I'm forgetting the right fielder's name, but we're in center going for a ball and they both were like within each other about hitting each other. And they both looked at each yeah, other like, what are you that. doing? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, and then you saw on the, in the dugout that following inning that they were completely laying into each other. There was no, Hey, let's 
move on. It was a kind of like yeah. talk. It looked like so, like they were like, like they're just dwelling on each other. And it's like they're on the opposite back teams to, almost. Correct. So outside of Manoa, Army not Manoa. Outside of Strowman, if you wanted to add starting pitching, I'm going to throw a few names at you on guys here that could be possible trades because I would say they're in you know they're in their walk year or they're older, but they're piecing good sticks together. And these guys I would say are in the I'd say mediocre to bargain bin area. I'm going to be interested and, to hear you say I've got a few too. Um, one I would point to, and these are all on teams that I'm, a, I'm in the ballpark of saying are not competing going toward, you know, the end of the season. I look at the San Francisco Giants, Alex Wood. Guy's yeah. been very good. Kansas City Royals have Zach Greinke. That has always been linked to the Blue Jays. I agree with that statement. Right now. You're getting in the innings eater would be my yeah. thought. And maybe a playoff push actually lights a fire under his ass. Um, one that is interesting when you talk about the other piece that could come with this is another Chicago White Sox. And Louis, Lucas Giolito is having a decent year after having a horrible year. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had him on my fantasy baseball team as like, hey, he could be this year's side of Orange Warrior. What about, let me throw one at you. Uh, what True. about uh, former Blue Jay Ross Stripling? I would be very interested available? in having Ross Stripling come back, but to that well, point, a, I don't he's know. A free agent in 2024. So, I mean, these are the kind of guys that teams are more, you know, definitely more willing to part with um, because they don't want, like, nobody wants to throw a big deal at Ross Stripling. Like, I mean, maybe a couple of years, but, um, yeah. you know, and then the other one that, and I, I don't, this would be a pretty, this would be a deep cut, but is Adam Wainwright. Um, I like Adam Wainwright. I always have. And um, apparently he is like one of the most liked guys in baseball. Like people love this dude. And I mean, I know it would be very hard to get him to leave. He loves St. Louis. Um, And I think that one of the, even regardless of the fact that he probably doesn't have a no trade clause left in his current contract. I think that's one of the ones that the respect level of the Cardinals will not trade. Right, exactly. Or and right, right. Yeah. As much as I would love to see him come and eat innings up for for us down the rest of the season, I just think the fact that they love him so much. To your point, Jason. Yeah. But he he would be he would be the the opposite of Strowman, where he would be the he would be the boat the oar in the water that was steering the boat yes. and really like I mean I watched a thing on him the other night and I mean they. Love that dude. Like, love is that the him. one with him uh, doing the autographs behind the scenes and giving people the tour? Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> he was literally giving fans that were at the ballpark for just the, the stadium tour. He just shows up and goes, Hey, I'm Adam Wainwright. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> he is the nicest guy in baseball. He is. He's a super yeah. nice dude. Anyways, and so, so I mean, that would be really cool, but I'd be very surprised by it. Me too. There's a lot of interesting pieces, though, out there. Clayton Kershaw is another one. He's probably got another at least two years of lob and curveballs that no one can touch. Um, yeah. And again, like a, an enormous quality human. Um, but I kind of feel like with 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 both of them, they would probably hang it up if not signed by their respective teams. Uh, they don't need You're gonna to pry money. them out of their cold, lifeless fingers at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, you know, 
if, if you think that, that Ryu is going to go, which I probably do. And again, you know, he's coming <clears throat> off injury. So we'll see how he even looks. Um, you know, Marcus Stroman really are already over the luxury tax. And if yep. you talk about grabbing somebody like, um, like Stroman to that point, okay, great. You're throwing probably money at it this year. All these guys that I literally just listed off into the guys that you listed off, Jason, are in their walk here. So you would be not paying a penalty going forward. It would be one and done, bite the bullet, get it over with. I honestly really wouldn't be against the idea. And I don't think that the fact that this is what the White Sox are doing. If it came down to me looking at a team I'd like to pilfer from, the Chicago White Sox are in spades winning. (laughs) And to that point, if I could steal Liam Hendricks, and Lucas Giolito right now. Yeah. I might be thinking that would fix two problems I currently have. And I could just throw a dumpster full of prospects on the plate for a team like the White Sox to be able to, you know, I think they're going to head for a rebuild. I really do. And I think they have the right pieces to that to rebuild quickly, but they have a mantra change that they really need to go through. I think they can be able to get to where they want to at the end of the year here, just even hit that reset button. If you're going to do that, throw some of these guys, like we were talking about from our minor league system that are in that high end level. I wouldn't, I'm looking at, you know, Martinez, like we talked about Spencer Horowitz, some of these guys that literally I would say are positioned out in our organization. So we might as well just keep dipping further down the line, go from there. Yeah, when not. I don't. I do not disagree with you. I mean, I feel like, I feel like there's, 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 there is a currency in our minor league system, and um, you know, I don't think you're going to be, you know, you're certainly not going to be getting rid of a Barger. I don't think, or or maybe Otto Lopez, but I mean, who else down there is not touchable after that? You know, I would say Barger's even probably one of those guys that right now the only reason you're holding on to him is you don't know what's going to go on with Chapman. Right, right, right. So, again, you're going to want somebody to be able to slide in a third base sufficiently. But to that point, I would think Otto Lopez is a very shoppable player right now with his World Series sure performance, and he's starting to pick it up a little bit in Buffalo, um, things like that. But to that point, this is I think tonight's game is exactly another reason why now that we're losing four to nothing yeah. and we can't seem to catch a break. And to that point, Jose Barrios has been playing really, really well. And I can't say that the, what I've been watching out of the corner of my eye here has been completely his fault outside the couple home runs, but this is some bad pitches is what it is. And it's how the game is. And I will say right now, I don't know what the hell's going on in Florida, but they have found a way to win ball games lately. Yep. Yeah. So you talk about a team that has the hot hand. Marlins are one of those teams. Yeah. Base is loaded right now, too. Yes. <laughs> so it looks like we might. Oh, of course not. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was going to go land right in Varsho's landing. <laughs> so, uh, but to that point, it is what it is. But to that, they have to find something in the next few weeks here. Uh, my question is, is, you know, is it too early that somebody's going to be trading? Usually the first trades in Major League Baseball happened right around 4th of July, heading into the All-Star break, and it's usually one big trade, and then nothing happens at all yeah. <laughs> until after the All-Star break. It's so been a bit of a the, – the there hasn't been any real um, – I was trying to think back at what the last sort of monster deal was, um, and I can't really think of it. Can you think of one? I mean – 
as far as a Blue Jay trade acquisition. No, well, yeah, blue, uh, the, uh, for a Blue Jay one, I can't really think of one. I would say probably that Brios is probably your most recent yeah, big I guess so. acquisition. Yeah, yeah. And to that point, Blue Jays fans are fine. We're fine up until today's start, finally getting to see what he could do. Because if you really talk about somebody that's been really cruising, he's been having a hell of a year so far. And I was going to say, having a good year. Yeah. This is his easily so far his worst outing of the year. Uh, yes. And I, like I said, there's been a few mistake pitches that the Marlins have really taken advantage of. But. Yeah. Like I'm surprised that um, uh, Cooper didn't uh, David Co- or Garrett Cooper didn't destroy that curveball. I just watched go across the plate. <laughs> it was right down the middle. So, anyways, it is what it is. But I I can't say that I and I will not fault Kevin Gosman or Jose Barrios for any of our current problems. And they'd had to drop very significantly off of what they've been doing so far this season for me to change. And let's not forget Kikuchi. That. I mean, correct. To that point, Kikuchi's been exactly, exactly what I uh, wanted. And to that point, nobody can say that he's not doing what he needs to be doing. Because if you look at what a quote-unquote fifth starter looks like for any Major League Baseball team, he's excelling (laughs) as a fifth starter. Yeah, yeah, And that's what his intent was this year. Yeah. So to that point, we're talking about adding a starting pitcher. And like I said, if you uh, assume things go well with Manoa, like we're quote-unquote hearing – in the, the you know farm report kind of like level stuff that we've been getting as Blue Jays fans, I can't say you know it's the worst thing in the world to have somebody else. Worst, you can never have enough starting pitching. So, anyways, fellas, I have one other trade that I wanted to talk out because if you talk about some of these injuries that we've had recently, all right, the Blue Jays designated hitter spot could quote unquote be open game. At the moment, hence the reason why you're seeing Spencer Horowitz start today after Kirk gets hurt. Um, I think that's a great spot to see what the kids made out of and go from there. But if you're talking about a contending team and filling a role right now, it's open. So let's just have some fun with that. Um, we're going to get, obviously, Brandon Belt back, the MVP. <laughs> at some point here, I would think in the next few weeks, maybe around the All-Star game. Um, but I don't think it's going to take that long from what I've been reading. Our friends over at Jay's Journal today said that there could be a very available bat from the team we are currently playing right now, and this guy went on a crazy home run tear at end last season. And he is known as being a home run hitting first guy, and that's about it. But plays decent defense, and I look at Jorge Soler. Two-run home run to put the Marlins up this evening. Do you think that's a bat the Blue Jays need, or do you want to just say, "Yeah, I'm good. We'll see what happens." <laughs> I like, Who do we have to give up to get him? I would think it would be minimumish, or not anything outside of what we've been talking about here, because the the Marlins are looking to sprinkle in something into their minor league system to keep building, and I think he's just their quote unquote highest paid guy at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I I think he's a solid baseball player. Like you said, he's home run first. Um, he can he's a game changer. You can drop, you know, you can have him in as your DH. You can have him pinch hit, and he is he is a threat to hit the ball out every single time he touches it. Um, yes. So uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind something like that again. Um, um, you know, depending on what you're giving up, um, and, you know, and you are right that the the Marlins are a team that. Um, 
you know that that are 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 always willing to mortgage good players like uh, well and i well, didn't realize this too but he actually he quote unquote has an opt-out which he declined so he stayed with his 15 million dollar salary for this season he has a player option last year next year for nine million dollars which is actually you're talking about a guy that could hit 30 home runs a year maybe not bad actually not bad actually i was gonna say i'm like <laughs> nine million that's it yeah, Maybe. and it's a guy that was a World Series MVP recent. <laughs> so, um, or was it playoff MVP? I can't remember. Playoff which. MVP, I think was that. I think it was. Either case, trying to find it. <laughs> Do you think they would take uh, who would we have, who would have to get up to get him? Do you think they'd take Bijou and Espinal by any chance? Not enough. <laughs> I I honestly would wonder if that is a very Marlins move taking Kevin Biggio. That spells their kind of guy all day, every day to me. Oh, yeah. That's what they – they and you've seen it with Joey Wendell and some of the other guys that we're currently seeing kick our butt a little bit in this game already. Um, the fact of what they try to, you know, polish the quote-unquote cast off from other teams and cash in big, and Kevin Biggio could be one of those guys that spells that all day, every day. So, oh, no, I was right. World Series MVP with Atlanta. Do you know who? Do you know who else is <laughs> is, be, is coming available um, in 2024? And this would be weird, but Tay Oscar is really. He signed a short deal with the Mariners, and um, he's uh, last year of arbitration, I think. Yeah, 14 million is what he's making now. Um, he's a free agent in 2024. Um, I mean, he's he's not he's not destroying the ball right. I mean, he's what hitting two twenty three, but he's coming around now. Um, yeah, into that point, I, mean, I would think a injection of hanging out back with his buddies would be crazy. Yeah, and uh, the other could, one, that, that, uh, that could be the spark too. Is Jock yeah, Peterson? Jock Peterson another either. guy that they should consider. My lefty bat too, correct? Yeah, and I like him, yeah. Jock. Him and um, Brandon Belt played together for a year, too, I think. They did. So, you got somebody wow. else to play with there. So, anyway, outside of traderumors.com that we're going on here all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to wrap it up a little bit, guys, as I, we're at the hour. And yep. I want to make sure that we can get to anything that you two might have brewing in your you know, mindscape. So, is there anything either of you have seen over the last four days in Toronto Blue Jays baseball since our last recording as we are now Monday night Jaybird watching? Uh, for me, uh, it's Whit Merrifield. Um, I love the guy. I, I, honest to God, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Like, I know Kenny, we joke about the Kenny Kelly Gruber thing. I can't remember a player, Tony Fernandez, Kelly Gruber, and now it's becoming Whit Merrifield in the guys that are just in my all-time Jays. I, I I don't know what it is about the guy, but he, he comes with his lunch pail every single day, and he, he, he looks like he loves it. And, I mean – I'm a big, and I've been so impressed through these losses that he's he keeps it together. He's still getting hits. He's still getting on. He's the most uh, consistent guy we got right now. He's Aside unbelievable. Very yeah. much is. So, nope. Shout out to Whit Merrifield, as uh, you mentioned. Kenny, anything else you want to add in before we do our picks to click and wrap it up? Nothing on this point. I'm just looking forward to picking the next one. So There it is. So, on that note, so last week I had Whit Merrifield. <laughs> hey. um jason you picked kevin gosman uh that worked out half of the time for you yeah 
<laughs> um, Kenny, we carried over your pick for Nate Pearson, which I don't know how much you listened to last week's show, but we told we more or less came down to the fact that Springer hit a was the only reason we won one of the games with one of his home runs. But you might you are this close to being the first person to pick a relief pitcher and win picks to collect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this close, this close. So, it's okay. So we carried over your pick for Nate Pearson, and then uh, the guest spot still got Vladdy because we've been shifting nights around and we in our own scheduling grounds, so it's hard to get a guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did I win with Whit Merrifield? Then is that what I would I'm, say? So. What I'm I would hearing? say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. It only took me one, two, nine weeks to get another win. <laughs> we can put it on the board. I have deuce now. There you go. There you go. So Kenny's still leading with five. Jason, you have three after last week. I have two, and our guest spot's got one. So go. on that note, the only one that pick carries over this week is hopefully we can uh, get a guest on to get Vlad out of that pick yep. next week because I'm hoping that pick's not the reason he's had a five week slump. <laughs> <laughs> that must be know. it. We so, just crushed his career. I know, right? <laughs> um, on that note, um, Kenny, you haven't been here in the last two weeks. So why don't you go for a pick? I'm actually going to go with the uh, Horowitz. I was very impressed with his game in Texas. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll hope we'll ride the momentum for another week. Riding the rookie. There it is. There so, you go. Kenny's hoping he's going to get AL rookie of the week. <laughs> so there you go. But to that point. Horowitz is a gamer. He's had a hell of a season down in AAA with the Buffalo Bisons, and I believe he was batting three something, so three hundred something. So, tons of tons of uh, contact in his bat. Jason, what you thinking? Have I uh, have I taken Danny Jansen? You did once, but all the way back at the middle, beginning of the season. Oh, then I'm going to do that again. Yeah, there it is. Jano, where you going all with right. Craig? Maybe you get two That's in a, a row. Really good question. Oh, no, Trent Thornton. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was honestly going to pick Jose Barrios before the game started today, but I think that's already off to a bad start. <laughs> uh, five innings and, uh, or no, sorry, four innings and five earned runs doesn't exactly help many people. Um, I think I'm going to go with Springer. I haven't picked him in a while, and I think that would be a good pick. It's a good pick. Yep. He's been doing well. I got to try doing this thing two weeks in a row where I can actually look like I'm winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, Blue Jays fans, um, if, if you guys are good to go, I think we're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Blue Jays fans, thank you very much for listening in this evening. And we saw plenty of people coming and going from the counter on the live stream here. Uh, make sure you are listening into us live on Monday evenings at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And make sure you have your voice heard here on what is the barroom chat for Blue Jays fans and the official Blue Jays podcast of fanside.com and jaysjournal.com. Um, until then, make sure you, if you didn't catch us live, Listen wherever you get your podcasting pleasures from, and we are all here for you and chit-chat with us and find us on Twitter and join the conversation. 
if you've been reading the little ticker part that's down here at the bottom of the uh, line here, yeah, I can't find my pen where I'm going. <laughs> I put it went past the camera first. Um, <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> so I don't know if anybody has noticed and has been reading, but if you are interested in possibly being a fan guest on Jaybird Watching, <gasps> I know, shocking, we've had a few already this season. Our friend Leslie Nope. Not from Parks yep. and Recreation, but from Blue Jays Hat fame, <laughs> joined us. And we had a great evening, and we're actually going to have Leslie hopefully on again here in the near future. But if you would like to be one of those Blue Jays fans that joins us for a talk, please direct message us on Twitter at BirdWatchingGC, and we will talk it out and see where things go. Until then, boys, ready to go? One, yeah. two, three. Let's go, Blue Jays. Let's get some Charlie, pitching. Charlie Grover. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdWatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.